0: Art is not generally usually my thing, I guess, but um, I like to visit museums, you know, to be cultured, I guess, to see what's, I mean, I do enjoy certain types of art. Describing this painting. Describe what your face just did. Wide-eyed and, uh, yeah. It looks like something I did, doesn't it? (laughs) I I would be disappointed if I painted like that. I'd, I'd have to fix this. I don't see it. Okay, so I like I read the thing and it says that's the hair in the top left corner, but I don't see the face. You know, the more I look at this, the more I see her. We don't know what she's thinking. We don't even know if that's a female. Shoot, she, she has a nice butt, but it could be a guy. I'm not even kidding. Like, you don't know, art is so complex. Look how big his head is to his body. Well, think and we're... he has almost no shoulders. He seems uh, very personable. Like somebody you would, you've definitely seen or met or like asked for directions or something like that. There's a certain kind of modern art that I don't exactly understand. I think that a lot of the stuff they do, it's just like, why are you doing it? Like you'll find like a piece and it'll be this elaborate sculpture and it'll just be like, it'll be like a toilet or something like really (laughs) out there and you're like, why am I looking at this? Why aren't I looking at a Monet? Is it, is it art? (laughs) Looks like a urinal. (laughs) I guess it's art in its own form, right? (laughs) I don't get it. It's just lines. I did a project in kindergarten and all of our pieces looked like Modrians, to me at least. It actually kind of reminds me of a computer monitor a little bit. It's abstract. (laughs) You know, if that wasn't the title and it was a different title, I don't know, would you try and make something else? Maybe. It kind of makes me feel lost in the painting. Yeah. Like I'm in the painting, and it makes me feel lost. Oh, well, I'm looking at a nice big hunk of art. <laughs> hmm. I just wanted to rip it off the wall. I, I want to hear it chime, and, and I just want to roll around in it and hear the sounds it makes. So it's almost like being in like a fruit roll-up of the desert. I do like Monet. It's nice. I really like landscapes and things. I have a little bit of that Daunton Abbey going on. Um, I would say that it's a sponge that has been squeezed so hard that it's so thin, and when you add water to it, it puffs up and becomes a big, moist mess. (laughs) It turns out it's like weirdly more accessible than you think it Mm -hmm. is. This is a mini episode of The Lonely Palette, the podcast that returns art history to the masses one painting at a time. I'm Tamara Vishai. Edgar Degas once said that, quote, art isn't what you see, it's what you make others see. But then Rihanna said, quote, close your eyes, sometimes it helps. Personally, I like to think of a podcast about art history to be a happy medium. It's May 4th, 2017, and I started The Lonely Palette a year ago today because I realized that the reason I studied art history in the first place was its stories. I love how art is the byproduct of people telling their own stories, and I love storytelling. So I created the podcast with the goal of telling these stories, one painting, or, you know, urinal, at a time. And by using the object as a springboard, we've swan-dived into their history, their significance, their context. We've made abstraction a little less terrifying, and Impressionism more than just lily pads. We've compared Monet to Lay's potato chips. We've explained the not-so-obvious difference between the Boyd daughters and the Kardashians. And we've zeroed in on exactly why Nazi art sucks so much. And, if you've been keeping score, we've talked about Cezanne's apples a lot. But every storyteller needs an audience. And the incredible thing is, you guys are listening. We've had tens of thousands of years from Boston to the Bahamas to Tokyo to Salmon Arm Canada. We've been featured in Wired and on the CBC and New Hampshire Public Radio and most recently NPR's The Big Listen. And all before turning one year old. Believe me, I can't even begin to tell you how much that means to me. So in honor of this birthday milestone, I am launching a Patreon account. This is your chance to bring the Lonely Palette to the masses, one patron at a time. If you're not familiar with Patreon, think of it like a marriage between Kickstarter, except you don't have to wait and see if it funds, and, though I'm dating myself, Columbia House. You know, if they didn't totally rip you off. Basically, it's like taking out a subscription to the Lonely Palette. Kick in a little per episode and get swag, a little backstage access, and the opportunity to support the show. Podcasts are, of course, free. And The Lonely Palette is free and will always be. But even a labor of love is labor. And ask Van Gogh how selling that one painting worked out for him. And The Lonely Thing is no joke. It's just me. Researching and writing, editing, posting. So think of supporting the show as a way of getting me on the road to museums all around the country and the world to keep this podcast going for years to come. So, if you so desire, channel that inner Lorenzo de' Medici and head on over to www.patreon.com slash lonelypalette. That's p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com slash lonelypalette. But enough of that. Let me just say... Thank you. Thank you so much for listening, for opening yourself up to these artworks, for sticking with the show, for sharing it, for reviewing it on iTunes, and most importantly, for giving me the chance to see these objects through your eyes so that you can look with your ears.